Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Monday morning. Trust everybody has had a good weekend. I know Mondays are hard and difficult and uh, trying to get yourself motivated and headed in the right direction. I know the last thing you want to do is go to work and put up with people and uh, it's just part of it, unfortunately. I know Mondays just, uh, you know, don't, or as a rule, are not the, the best day of the week, but uh, it is what it is. It's here, and uh, life is what you make it, people. If you want to make it miserable and, and angry and grouchy, then guess what? That's what your day is going to be like. So don't let people um, get uh, get you down. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have smart Alex out there want to uh, have nothing better to do than to be a Karen. <laughs> And uh, so hopefully that will uh, uh, help you out on your day today. And good morning to Jennifer Honeycutt and all those who are out there who are watching this morning. And appreciate you tuning in and viewing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let us stand and let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. Let me get over here and bring that up. And when I, after I follow uh, up with doing the Pledge of Allegiance, I'm going to do something a little different this morning. And I'm not saying I'm going to do this every morning. But there's a reason why I'm doing this, all right? So, and I'll, I will explain here in a minute. Let's do our Pledge of Allegiance, and then I'm going to play uh, the uh, National Anthem. So, let us stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Christy Leyalis. The reason why I played that national anthem, of course, there is um, uh, reasons. Of course, you know, I love our country and I love our flag and what it stands for. But I tell you what, I have had uh, a belly full of liberals. I don't know about you all, but I've just, uh, I've just about had it up to here with it. Uh, if you may or may not know that, uh, uh, her name is Gwen Berry. She's a hammer thrower for the Olympics. And, uh, she was being very disrespectful when the national anthem was being played when she was up there at the podium. She had her little 
black t-shirt that says activist athlete. No, you decide what you want to be. You either want to be an activist or you want to be an athlete. You are representing the United States of America. And this piece of excrement to get up there and disrespect what this country stands for, for its honor, its integrity, the lives that have lost, the lives that are being lost to protect this country. And to get up there and blatantly disrespect, they should have jerked her fanny off of that podium, and she should have been disqualified immediately for disrespecting our country. We have the freedom to protest. We have the freedom to do uh, these things that we feel that we believe in, but that does not give her the right to do what she is doing. And it it just it made me so. I'm telling you, I, I am so angry. Seeing this morning, how she said she was set up, said that they were supposed to play it before she come out there. It doesn't matter. She's representing the United States of America. No matter, you should be proud of what you're representing. You should be proud of your country. And you know, it just uh, uh, amazes me. You know, in no other country. But she probably would have had the opportunity to do what she is doing, to be where she is at. How people are, are killing themselves to get over here to escape so much persecution and, and uh, poverty-stricken conditions. And yet she's embarrassed because she wants to buy into the liberal agenda. And I'm, I'm telling you, I am I'm absolutely nauseated and sickened by how our country is treated by those from within. Uh, you know, that's, that's how Rome uh, crumbled, is because of from within. And we have people out to set out to destroy our core values, our beliefs, what this country stands for, because they want to push a socialist, liberal agenda. And I'm just sick to death of it, people. Uh, you know, it, it, we need to take our country back. And if these people, if they hate it so bad, if they, if they are so oppressed... Hey, I'll help you pack your bags, take your fanny, and go somewhere else. You know, if you think it's so much better other places, then go for it. But I tell you what, to see an Olympian to get up there and totally disrespect the flag like that, disrespect our national anthem, uh, there's just no excuse. I mean, literally no excuse for that. And uh, it, it sickens me to the, to the core uh, that uh, we have people out there. And I'm sick of this kneeling. I'm sick of this, uh, and how uh, everything's racist. Everything. I'm just. I'm just done, people. I just. I don't know about you all, but I'm just done. And I have to really keep my temper in check, because I, like a lot of people, I'm just at about a point where I'm just about to start swinging, you know. And uh, I know it's not the right attitude to have. But uh, that's why I had to pray about it. And you want to pray about your attitude and your tempers, too. But I'm telling you, I, I love this country, and I'm just tired of, uh, of how this, this, the, the liberalism is how it's being pushed. So with that said, <laughs> let's go ahead and look at our scripture this morning. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Now, when we look at this verse, in fact, I meant to I already have that brought up here. Let me bring that back up here just for a second. There's a reason why I wanted to, um, I want to read the verse above it. And, you know, that's one good way to understand Scripture. If you have a hard time understanding uh, what God's Word says, uh, if you look at the, at the verses previous and after the verse you're looking at, a lot of times it'll explain itself. But uh, let's look at James 1. Now, we looked at Red 22, but I want to, uh, to bring in just the full context here. Let's look at uh, 21 through, um, let's see here, maybe 23. Let me see. Therefore, again, it's verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. 
be but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. Very powerful and something that is needed this morning to be doers of the word and not hearers only. You know, last night I uh, would meet in uh, my teaching last night, made some reference in how cultural mores are infiltrating the church and compromising the word of God because they don't want to hurt little feelings and they don't want to uh, have anybody offended. You know, and, and uh, the truth of the fact of the matter is uh, the, the cross itself is offensive. Now, I'm not out there to purposely uh, hurt feelings. I'm not out there to purposely cause pain. I want to speak the truth in love, but the fact remains I have to stand on the full gospel of Jesus Christ. I have to stand on its truths. I have to stand on its foundation. And whether the culture likes it, people like it, people get their feelings hurt, whatever, so be it. But I have to stand on the truth of God's word. And that's the problem with too many churches. They want to compromise. They want to water down because they don't want to risk offending. The cross is offensive. We need that offense so that we can take a hard look at ourselves and realize that there is a need of change. There is a need of conviction. There is, there is, we need Jesus Christ. We need a Savior to keep us from burning in any very eternal hell. And, you know, and so many people, you know, sometimes when you, you know, the fact there's an illustration where um, uh, when it's talking about uh, God's commandments and uh, God's word, and so what, what do you do uh, when you hear God's commandments? And a, a little lady said, I underline them in blue. Well, that's fine. You can have the most colorful Bible out there, but if you're not and being a doer, if you're not practicing the things of Jesus Christ and what he's telling us to do, then that's a detriment uh, to you uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. In fact, uh, there's uh, the George Barna, uh, the pollster George Barna, found that uh, that one out of three born-again Christians, this is back in 2003, so I mean, this is 18 years old, so I mean, it. Uh, uh, I'm sure the numbers are far greater now, uh, but it is uh, so found that out, one out of three born-again Christians defined as those who report having made a personal commitment to Christ and expect to get to heaven because they accepted Jesus, accept same-sex unions, 39% believe it is morally acceptable for couples to live together before marriage, and born-again Christians are more likely than non-Christians to have experienced divorce, 27 to 24%. My friends, come on, man. We have got to uh, uh, be better than that as Christians. Are we perfect? No, we're all sinners. All have fallen short uh, to the glory of God. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. I mess up every day. That's what I said last night. I, you know, before I had come out to even speak, I'm like, God, I am just... Uh, the the worst man you know i just i i am i screw up the things i think say do i just i feel like the lowest form of life and i just like or just fill my mouth with what you once said because i i in and of myself i will screw it up but we cannot allow culture to dictate and change what god's word says you know, I've heard people say, well, there's a lot of, uh, I know homosexuals, they're good and, and nice, sweet. They may be the nicest, sweetest, goodest people in the world out there you could ever meet. It doesn't change the fact that the lifestyle that they are choosing and practicing is against God's word. 
And people want to use the excuse, well, I was born that way. That, that don't hold water, man. You, you have a choice. You have a choice of who you sleep with or who you don't sleep with. You know, I know I've said it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I've never, you know, you can abstain, and there's, I've never heard of anybody dying from a lack of sex. I mean, you have a choice. And even if you are so predisposed to such inclinations, it still doesn't make it right. You may be predisposed to feel that you were born to steal, murder, pillage. And say, well, that's not to say, well, how's it any different? It, it amazes me the very people who defend homosexuality will put down the pedophile. Well, wait a minute. That's still a sexual sin. That is wrong. You can't uh, defend one and then uh, put down another. You know, I mean, it, it just it's all in the same category whether you like it or not. And if you're an individual fighting this, you need to get counsel. You need to get help. You can't tell me you can't change. There's whole organizations out there of born-again Christians who were former homosexuals. So I'd say they don't fight those feelings, don't fight those inclinations, don't uh, have to battle that on a daily basis. You could be somebody who may feel that you are predisposed and you're fighting that and you're giving your life over Jesus Christ and you're doing the best you can, and then you're no different than the other Christian. But if you're blatantly turning your back on God and just doing what you want to do, then that's, you know, that's wrong. And you may say, why are you picking a homosexuality? Hey, any uh, sexual sin, you know, sex outside of marriage, living together. I know a lot of people they, uh, I've read where individuals said, well, I don't go to that church. They're too judgmental. They don't say, you know, I want to go to church. They don't say things about us living together. Well, I mean, that's fine. You can go to any church and probably find somebody that's going to agree with your sensibilities and what you think is right. But it doesn't change what God's word says. You know, I, you know, I, I, I will uh, before me and Brandy got married, yes, we lived together. It was wrong. I mean, I, I'm not defending it. It was wrong. We shouldn't have done it. And I know that that is commonplace today, and that may make you feel like, well, man, you're a jerk. You're judgmental. I'm just telling you what God's Word says. I mean, you do it as you will. Adultery is wrong. Pornography is wrong. These things they are wrong. So it's not just homosexuality. There's a lot of things that are sidestepped and overlooked because we don't want to offend. We have to obey God's Word and do the best we can. We can't obey every letter. I'm not saying being legalistic in the sense of how the uh, Sadducees and the Pharisees were trying to keep up with uh, with the um, Old Testament laws. I mean, down to uh, hand washing, there was like a million laws for everything. I mean, you couldn't do this on Sunday. You couldn't, I mean, you you wouldn't believe the, the amount of hundreds of laws they had to try to keep. It's stupid. Law keepings don't get you into heaven. But, try, but giving your life over to Jesus Christ, accepting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's what's going to get you into heaven. And trying to obey God's word and doing the best you can that's all, that's what we're called to do. You know, we're, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to follow every letter on this side, but we can't compromise on our convictions as Christians what God's word says. And if God's word says this is wrong, and particularly with homosexuality, we see in the Old Testament, reinforced again in the New Testament, we can't condone that and say it's okay. I remember when I was in um, at uh, doing my undergraduate studies at East Tennessee State University. Of course, I didn't complete that there. I attended there for a short while, and then goofed and do for many years for going to seminary but i remember uh talking to uh, girls and stuff uh, in the commissary and they would uh something would come up oh there'd be a homosexual there or something and of course you know even back in the early 90s it was still like you know uh well even today i'm still like oh but it is it is but i just amazed me the women say oh they're cute i'm like what's cute about it I mean, that's just gross. I mean, I'm sorry. I like it or not. That's just, you know, uh, you know, two men or two women. It's just, it's unnatural. It, it's, it's wrong. It goes against what God has put in order. And man has, has put, has perverted what God has put into place. And, and, and I am just sick to death. All this LGBTQ garbage being shoved in our faces. 
You know, when it's a minority, you, 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 by the looks of it, you would think it was the majority. It's the minority that even deals with this and how they're going after our children. You wouldn't believe the programming that Disney's putting out there, Nickelodeon's putting out there, programming our children to make them think that this unnatural, ungodly lifestyle choice is normal and okay when it's anything but. You know, it, it is, it is, I'm telling you, I think that our world make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a picnic on Sunday. I mean, it is disgusting, it is revolting, the perverseness and the madness and the evil that this world has succumbed to. My friends, we not have to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And I ain't saying you walk up and start beating people with a family Bible. I ain't saying you start whipping out God's word and then throwing verses out there and trying to cut people down every chance you get. That's not doing a service uh, as a Christian. You're not, you're not helping draw people to the Lord. We need to make our defense, and again, speaking that truth in love, not condoning these things. You know, there may be somebody out here say, well, uh, you know, they may have a son or a daughter who's battling this. And all you can do is pray for the, for those, those children. And I'm not saying that, uh, that you are to quit loving them. That's your, your, your son, your daughter. You keep loving them. But you try to pray for them. You try to give them Christian counseling and make it clear that, hey, listen, I don't agree with this. But I still love you. But I want to. I want you to come to church. I want you, you know, and and try to fight them out. A lot of times they're going to be antagonistic. They're going to be argumentative. They're not going to want to uh, go to church because they see us as as hate filled, bigoted, judgmental Christians. And uh, that's how they they want to be. Because why? Because the light shines in the darkness. It exposes the wickedness. It brings conviction. It cuts to the core. And that's why they don't want nothing to do with Christians. They want nothing to do with Jesus Christ because they know that their deeds are evil and exposes that. And they don't want no part of that. So, my friends, this world is in chaos. I'm tired of the disrespect towards not only our flag, national anthem, our Bible, Christianity, Christians as a whole. And we're going to start making a stand. And we're going to have to say no more. And we're going to have to stand the whole word of God. And, uh, you know, as, as any pastor, I want to see my church filled to the brim. But I'm not going to compromise on God's word to do it. I'm not going to water things down to do it and accomplish it. I, if you come to Fountain Life, you're going to hear the truth of the gospel. And it may step on your toes. You may like it, love it, or whatever, you know. But it's just the fact of the matter is, I'm going to preach the whole word of God. I know as long as my dad is there, he's going to preach the whole word of God. And uh, hopefully you are seekers of truth. But if you want uh, to be patted on the head and have your sins justified and said, uh, you know, make you feel like you've done God a favor by showing up to church on Sunday, hey, I could point you to a half a dozen right within a few miles of my home. So, you know, you, but uh, but if you want to hear the truth, you're going to hear it at our church. Now, there are a lot of other good Bible-believing churches out there. I'm not saying ours are the only one. There are a lot of good godly men out there trying to do uh, right and preach the gospel as they're supposed to. And that's and, and But the sad fact is... People like us are, are getting few and far between. And the more this world runs into, you know, the, the thing it is, guys, all these things that we're seeing right now should be a big surprise. We were told this in the last days. These things are going to happen. They're going to come about, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. But Jesus Christ will return. And whether I see it before I croak, don't know. Hopefully I will. I, that would be an awesome thing. But one way or the other, Christ will return, and he's going to rapture us out of here. You're going to stand in for judgment for God, and you're going to have to give an account. And I'm telling you what, guys, if you're compromising on God's word just because you, you want to be culturally relevant and because you want affirmation from those in the world, you're going to have to give an account for that. And uh, we'll be unto him who uh, has done those things. So, my friends, let's be doers of the word, not hearers only. And let us do what is glorifying and honorable to God, 
not to what is glorifying and honorable to the world. Let us be biblically correct and not politically correct. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful uh, morning and to be able to start our day off right with your word. Have us, Lord, to be obedient. Have us, Lord Jesus, to serve you well. And, Lord, uh, let us glorify you in thought, word, and deed. Help us to follow your word and to be those doers of the word. And not simply sit back and just listen, but to actually do what your word says. Lord, if anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for our country. I pray for our nation's leaders, our president, vice president. I'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I do pray that um, you be with uh, Daisy's side. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll remove the swelling uh, that she has on her brain. That you'll give, bring peace and comfort to her parents. And, Lord, you'll bring her to full and complete health. I do pray for Ron Thompson. I pray for uh, Roger Winters, uh, Kim Penix, Wendy Lee, Ginger Hood, that she'll have a good test result today. I pray for Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Lynn and David Feathers. And Lord, so many uh, the prayer requests and concerns we see each and every day. And, Lord, I do pray that you will uh, be with us all. Let's have a safe, fun, and enjoyable day and let it go well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning, and I do hope everybody has a wonderful day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.